0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. We've said it a lot on air. We've talked about how disruption, times of stress, and strain lead to innovation. And our next guest is really all about that. He and his family office hold over 1,300 patents, of which 95% have been commercialized, including the Crest Spin Toothbrush and Swiffer Sweeperback. So let's bring in John Nottingham. He's co president of the family office, it specializes in innovation. Nottingham Spurk is the firm. He also serves on the boards of the Cleveland Clinic Board of Trustees, Case Western Reserve University's Tech Commercialization Board, and a lot more. He joins us on the phone from Cleveland, Ohio. John, first of all, welcome to Bloomberg. So nice to have you here. How are you? And Happy New Year.
1: Well, Happy New Year to you, Carol. Thank you for having me.
0: So tell me, before we get into some of what you guys are doing, um, is how the last 12 months have been for you, um, and the past week, because I think as a leader, we've just seen, you know, and as an investor, one tough headline after another in the last twelve months, and certainly this week. So I'm curious, kind of how you see it, how you process it, and how you think about, you know, the work that you do.
1: Well, you know, you look at the current events, and you look at uh, you look at the world at, with, at face value, and you say, look. How does that affect me? How does it affect my, uh, my partners, clients, and, and uh, coworkers? And, and you, look at, you look past the noise and you look for, for opportunity. And, you know, there is opportunity and disruption. So that's what we're focused on.
0: Well, tell me in, in terms of the disruption you're seeing and where that has led you in terms of innovation and opportunities.
1: Well, you know, we have a uh, the, the core of our firm here is a product innovation firm. So mm-hmm. we are vertically integrated to have, you know, insights and design and engineers and prototypers all at one location in Cleveland, Ohio. And when we see an opportunity, we grab it. So give me I'll give you an example. As soon as the as soon as the pandemic hit, we said, OK, uh, where's the where, where's the demand for product? we saw hand sanitizer. Well, great. Hand sanitizer is great. But, but one, of the, one of the problems is you have to touch it to dispense the product. So you know who's touched it before that? So what we did is we fast-tracked a product into the marketplace that's hand sanitizer, but you don't have to touch it. It just dispenses it right in your hand.
0: That's pretty amazing. How were you able yeah. to quickly do that?
1: well we because we're vertically integrated we have all the we have all the engineers and designers and people and and we can just fast track it we we grab a factory we we get a we get a, a launch partner and we just launched it. So if you go into Lowe's right now, as an example, we 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 launched it at Lowe's. They bought everything that we could we could uh, produce, and uh, you know they're stacked to the ceiling at Lowe's. And uh, then we're going to roll it out to other retailers as soon as we can we can uh, catch up with the demand. We're, but we've sold millions. we We've made it, this didn't exist in March, and we're making millions of product right today.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating because, you know, we focus so much, you know, we've been talking a lot about EVs and autonomous vehicles. Like, it's, innovation often leads you to very, very high-tech stuff, but sometimes it's just some very simple solutions like what you guys are working on.
1: Oh, it could be low-tech. For instance, we work with a, with a number of portfolio companies that have product, and, you know, they have, they have margin issues. Well, we could go in and take a look at that product, tear it apart, and put it back together and, uh, and deliver twice the margin they had before. Keep the price, but the margin's multiplied. And so those are the kind of, we have to react, we have to pivot, we have to be nimble, and we just have to react to the market uh, as we see it today. Not, not not as we saw it yesterday. Your customer today is different today. They're, they're thinking different. They have different pain points. Right. And if we can react to that before anybody else, we win.
0: John, you know, we're going to, Take a break in a moment, but we've got about 45 seconds here. You know, what has changed about the consumer in the last year that you think really stays with us longer term?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> where let should me I count begin? The ways. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, first of all, we're, everybody's at home. All right. Guess what? There is a boom in home products. I can tell you specifically after the break, but uh, there is a big boom in home products, believe me. All
0: right. Well, we're going to continue the conversation. Sit tight for a second because I do have to do a little bit of news, but we're going to come back with John Nottingham. He's co-president at Nottingham Spurk on the phone from Cleveland. I also want to find out because they recently opened up uh, a big innovation hub in Cleveland specifically, which is where he is, uh, and they're doing an alliance with uh, Ernst & Young EY, and that is opening this spring, so we'll get into that in just a moment. I want to get right back to John Nottingham nottingham co-president of uh, nottingham Spurk. it is a family office it specializes in innovation john still with us on the phone from cleveland ohio it is really fascinating to read about kind of what you're doing john and i think you know we think about investing in so many different ways, you know, obviously directly through the markets, you can go into a venture fund, an angel fund, but you guys really are there, <laughs> you know, in the thick of it, creating the innovation. How does it all work? How long does it take for you to create something that ultimately a P&G or, you know, another big company, you know, sees it and says, okay, we want to run with it. There's a product here for us. Um, how does it work?
1: Well, you know, it, it all starts with the customer. You know, you look at, you look at the customer, and, and like we said, today's customer is, is thinking totally different than, the, than, than that customer was a year ago or six months ago, yeah. and you've got to sort of tap in. So we bring customers into our innovation hub, into our center. We have a focus group. We watch them through a two-way mirror today, and we say, what, what is their pain points? What are they thinking about? What, what do they want? And then and then we have our engineers and designers watching them, seeing the twinkle in their eyes, seeing their, their body language. And then we run downstairs and we build it. We, we, you know, we design it, we build it, we put it together, we fast track it through a, a factory, and we get it in that customer's hands as quickly as possible. You've got to strike while that iron's hot and be the first one out there.
0: I have to say there's uh, a listener who's uh, hearing our conversation says, you've got to ask him about Polar Delight. Um, I mean, this is another thing that you guys were involved in, correct?
1: Oh yeah. So we've invented uh, we've invented a new way to consume premium ice cream. Okay, it's not out there yet. We're, we're working on it. We're fast tracking it, and it is going to change the way people think about ice cream. The same way that Keurig and, and Nespresso changed changed the way people think about coffee. Just think about it.
0: Is this something we'll have in our homes potentially?
1: Uh, you know, probably it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna go out toward, uh, to convenience stores first. But okay. uh, it's a techno it's a platform uh, technology, and it, platform technologies you can just grow and grow and grow.
0: It's fascinating. Uh, another listener is saying, "Okay, so are you guys manufacturing in the United States? Like, how how do you kind of?" get your hands around some of the discussions we've had this year, whether it's supply chains, whether it's a thinking about kind of developing industries here. And you guys are obviously working on a global scale, but... Uh, The need for sustainability, the impact on climate, like how does that affect some of your innovation that you're doing? And obviously it sounds like, you know, you're looking at the consumer who now wants things like directly, maybe we want to cut out, (laughs) you know, e-commerce just got kind of a kick in the pants over the last 12 months specifically. So how do you kind of work all of that in as well?
1: Oh, see see, that's what excites us. I mean, it's all about opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so what we do is, you know, it, we have this partnership with Ernst & Young, and we, we've, we've, we've uh, labeled our hub the EY, uh, Nottingham Spark Innovation Hub. We bring a company in, the top managers of the company in for an intense day or two session, and they just lay out their issues. They lay out their products. And then we, at the end of the day, we have a game plan to address these issues. And part of it is factory 4 no. It's automation. It's the next generation of, of, mm-hmm. of manufacturing. We don't have to go offshore. We can do it here That's in the United States. It doesn't, you know. And then sustainability, I look at it as an opportunity, not as a problem. It's a big opportunity. We have some, some technology we're working on right now that's going to, to change landfills. You know, I think of these mountains of landfills for these products. You don't have to design products like that. You can design a circular product that, will, that you can control from cradle to grave.
0: Circular. You know, that's something that I feel like I've talked with uh, the CEO of Unilever. I've talked with the folks at Patagonia. I've talked with Chip, Chipol- like lots of different companies. They are thinking about this in a big
1: way. Well, we're not thinking about it. We're doing it. We are actually in. We are. We're hands on. We have a prototyping well, facility better than anything I've seen in the world. So I and am we can ke- fast track it.
0: So yes. okay, so I'm thinking about our audience, smart investors, they're listening to this. So what are the things, what are the trends that they should be watching out for specifically based on some of the work that you guys are doing? And I know you can't tell us everything. You've told us a lot, which is really wonderful. <laughs> but what are the what are the trends that maybe aren't getting a lot of attention that you think they have to be paying attention to? And they might be high tech, they might might be low tech, but will nonetheless be disruptive.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, it, low tech is fine. I mean, it, it's whatever, whatever can can factor in that pain point. For instance, I talked about home before. Uh, one of our companies is Jacuzzi. So uh, yes. you can imagine people Which
0: can be better. Can I just can say Pardon me? <laughs> can be better?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, about, see, there's a pain, a pain point. <laughs> so all of a sudden. All right. So here's the opportunity. So Uh, People aren't going on vacation, but you can vacation in your backyard. So you look at hot tubs, which haven't been innovative since the Reagan administration. Am I right? Right. Exactly. And and lots of pain points. I look at that as an opportunity to improve it, to make it better and make it what you think what you believe you want to have and that's what's going to happen
0: all right don't judge me this is going to maybe sound like kind of silly and quirky but I have to say um, working from home being at home in our bubble um, we don't have I live in a city environment have a small backyard and actually got an inflatable hot tub that actually was a really sweet thing for us to have Um, so it's just it's certainly kind of some of the things that you're talking about John we have to run please please come back Uh, love this kind of stuff have a safe week Weekend, a good weekend, and I hope we can talk real soon. Be well. John Nottingham, he's co-president of Nottingham Spurk on the phone from Cleveland. What a fun interview. Um, what a fun conversation.